is Bloomberg Surveillance. The federal government is uniquely dysfunctional and not working in any way that any of us would recognize. 2016 is your reset year within our 20-year bull market thesis, which we've been talking about. I myself am a little skeptical that the kind of volatility we've seen is really going to cause a severe slowdown in the economy. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning, everyone. Michael McKee and Tom Keen. Jobs Day. We welcome all of you. Bloomberg Radio Plus around the world, coast to coast, Sirius and XM Channel 119. Good morning, uh, Bloomberg 99.1 FM, Washington, Bloomberg 1200 Boston. Here in uh, a little bit of snow, New York, Bloomberg 1130, uh, New York, and of course out in beautiful San Francisco, 960, the Bay Area. We say good morning um, to you. Let's get right to it. The Forex Brief. Brought to you by Interactive Brokers, winner of FX Week's 2015 award for the best retail Forex trading platform. Visit IB at IBKR.com slash Forex. Michael. Watching a couple of uh, stories on the the company side today, Uh, Foxconn and Sharp aiming to sign their $6 billion takeover agreement uh, as early as next Monday. They apparently have now decided, Tom, the deal won't require major changes. AMC Entertainment. Controlled by China's richest man agreeing to buy Carmike. Somebody said Carmike. I'm not, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. it. Looks like Carmike to me. I'm, I thought it was Carmike. I, I thought it was Carmike. Carmike. Yeah. Uh, cinema's $1.1 billion all-cash deal would create the world's largest cinema chain. Uh, and Facebook is going to stop routing advertising sales of its largest U.K. clients through Ireland. That was a strategy they used to... Uh, lower their tax bill. It will now go up by millions of pounds. Yeah. Uh, they've been uh, facing criticism on that. So um, Mark Zuckerberg responding to that. And we should follow up on Herbalife, which was a big uproar yesterday. And Mike McKee and I don't do much on this. We've sort of avoided the soap opera. HLF, there's only four people that follow it. Thanks to Timothy Ramey for his help yesterday with Pivotal, SunTrust, Barclays, Stern AG. Uh, yesterday, this is just quoted yesterday, an overweight Meredith Adler at Barclays, Michael, and uh, April C at uh, uh, Stern AG Neutral. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, uh, just within the chart. Overlife shares up 1.1%. I uh, should mention one more here, and that's uh, Samsonite and Toomey came out late yesterday. Yeah. It was rumored earlier in the day, came out late yesterday, Samsonite's going to buy Toomey, the uh, luggage makers. Uh, Toomey shares went up 30 one I thought that was because all my kids needed new luggage. Uh, well, was a, they can, you know. it's a $1.8 billion deal. And um, Samsonite shares also rose, which is unusual to see an acquirer rise on the same day. Remember when we just had a duffel bag? You know, yeah. you got a duffel bag, fill it up. Remember when you, well, and your kids still do, bring home their laundry and the plastic oh, bags. No, they, oh, no, <laughs> we, we still, we still, we do that in yen. We convert the yen to do the laundry. Somehow we think we'll save money. Bring it in. Uh, is, uh, with Blackhawk, of course, he's the global chief investment strategist. And, uh, Russ, do your kids still bring home their laundry in their duffel bag? Yeah, you know, my, my son's 11, so I'm just glad if he doesn't leave it in his room. It's a lower cost. <laughs> oh, you got that. Oh, man, I can't get them to, you know, they just, the clothes are inside out. They're all over the house. You know, what yeah. are you going to do? Exactly. All right. Good jobs report. Stock market, uh, right now, not enthusiastic. S&P futures actually marginally down and the Dow up, uh, only four points. Uh, why the lack of enthusiasm? Is this a good news is bad news feeling? You know, it's a margin. I think this is a good report, but it's a hard one to interpret because on the one hand, you have a very solid jobs number. You know, this further, uh, 
argues against the notion that was prevalent a few months ago that we're going into recession. We're clearly not. But the other fact, which I think has confused the markets, is there was evidence that wages were finally firming. And this report didn't confirm that. As a matter of fact, you saw wages fall by one-tenth of one percent. So my read is the market doesn't know what to make of it, but I think it's a good number because it shows you, one, the economy is still in decent shape, and two, it removes some of the near-term pressure from the Fed. So uh, then why don't we feel you know, much better about it than, than we do? Well, I think, you know, a simple answer is we've already had a pretty big run off the lows. And if you look at, you know, how we've done since mid-February, this has been a big, very quick rally. And the truth is the fundamentals haven't changed that much. So you've already had some change in sentiment. You've had some uh, lower discounting on a recession. You know, this might be a classic example of, of buy the rumor and sell the news. Yeah, I mean, I want to point out the uh, Dow, 7.7% off of its high of mid-2015. I mean, Russ, it's incredible. It's not a correction. It's not a bear market, but we're miserable. Is this an opportunity, <laughs> or do you need to find more of a base off that double bottom? You know, I, I don't know. I, you know, I never put that much faith in the double bottoms and the triangle. Thank you. I don't either. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but, you know, besides, look, I, I think there are going to be opportunities, but I, I do think we're going to be in a period of more volatility. And one thing I would say, you know, we've seen the VIX drop in recent weeks. I think that's temporary. Even if the market goes higher this year, and I think it can, I do think those right. gains are going to be accompanied by more volatility, which means you've got to look okay. for these cases where markets overreact and look for value. We like Russ Kostrichon because he th- synthesizes cross-asset and, and and gives us a cogent view for it. I'm gonna make I'm gonna break a rule, Russ, and Uh-oh. ask the question I usually ask at the end of the half hour. I'm gonna ask it now. As you go into your weekend reading, what's the number one thing you need to get smarter on within this unorthodox zoo that we're living in? Oh, I actually have a, I have a straight answer for that one, China. You've got the the National People's Congress this weekend. If I think about the world today, I'm less worried about the U.S. economy. I'm more concerned about the long-term trajectory of China, now the largest economy in the world, on purchasing power parity. Uh, This is what I want to look at. What is happening with China? How are they going to address their issues on the currency, on the slowing economy, and on the huge buildup of debt? Well, this is a a week when we're going to get some answers to that coming up with the uh, People's Congress. Uh, What could they say that would impress you, given the lack of transparency there? Well, I I think, you you know, Mike hit on the key point, which is the lack of transparency. Uh, Probably the key thing is that you're going to see more of a commitment to structural reform, more specificity about what those reforms are going to look like. And I think perhaps most important is some roadmap of how you're going to deal with what has to be a deleveraging of that economy. There's been this tremendous buildup of debt in China since 2008. It's a level that most economists would view is certainly the danger zone. Uh, how are you going to address that? that? That, to me, is the weekend rating. What do you, uh, what do you want done? Uh, I mean, what would reassure you about China and how long would it take? Because this, this has been going on for quite some, well, since August, basically. Well, it has. And one thing I think we have to recognize, I mean, you know, the Chinese government has instituted a number of reforms. And we also have to remember that the time frame of the government is not the time frame of the markets. This is going to play out not over weeks or months, but over years. We're going to be having this discussion a year from now, probably five years from now. I think you start by recognizing that there is a vibrant private sector in China. 
but you also have still a very bloated public sector and state-owned enterprises. Now, I think you've heard some uh, what I would view as constructive comments recently about dealing with those state-owned enterprises, dealing with the overcapacity, uh, which is causing deflation not just in China but throughout the world. Uh, and I think that's the type of thing that we want to look to see going forward. But, but then how do you position within your job as global strategist of emerging markets ex China. Is it, is it an opportunity this weekend to study name the nations or do you have to go like we're hearing from many large cap multinational blue chips United States? I think there are opportunities in emerging markets. I, I don't think that the only way you play EM is by investing in, in, in companies in the U.S. that export to EM. Uh, the, the, Value right now is you've got a lot of segments of EM that are not only inexpensive, but have been sold because of this drop in commodity prices. And there is many parts of the emerging markets, particularly in Asia, uh, some in Europe, that benefit from lower commodity prices as are hurt by lower commodity prices. So this is when you start to separate out the wheat from the chaff in EM. You know, I look, Russ, uh and let's get this in quickly if we can. I want to come back and talk equity markets with Russ. Russ, your dollar call. I mean, I mean, is it a breakout above 100 on DXY with attendant uh, moves, or is it dollar stability? I think you're going to have the dollar still on a multi-year uptrend, but you're going to have a lot of reversals. The dollar really has not done much in in recent months. But my view is that you still have an economy in the U.S. where there will be some tightening of monetary conditions over the next 18 months. And you've got economies in Europe and Japan that seem very intent on providing even more accommodation, whatever form that may take. And that divergence in monetary conditions probably still leads to some tailwind to the dollar over the next one to two years. Russ Koster, thanks so much. He's with BlackRock. We will continue, really come back and focus on the equity markets as we looked at bonds uh, with Mr. Gross of Janus Capital uh, earlier. Mike, let's recapitulate our jobs statistics on first blush, second blush, and third blush. This is a pretty good report. Uh, there are, as uh, as one analyst put it, some quality problems with it. The report is good in terms of employment. 242,000 jobs, 30,000 uh, in uh, the, uh, uh, the revisions. But uh, average hourly earnings fell a tenth, and uh, hours of work fell back by two-tenths. So that's a bit of a concern. Hard to, hard to square the two, but uh, interesting interesting numbers. Uh, Michael McKee and Tom Keen will continue. Russ Kostrich with us. We'll move on through the morning, making you better for your weekend at Reading Futures, up exactly one point. Time now to bring in Michael Barr and get the latest world and national headlines. Michael. Mike, Tom, thank you very much. Last night's Republican presidential debate was not short of fussing, but in the end, all of the candidates pledged to support whoever will be the nominee, including Donald Trump. Marco Rubio tells ABC News this morning that Trump is taking media attention away from the issues facing the candidates. Much of the coverage is about the outrageous things he's saying, as opposed to the serious public policy issues for which Donald Trump has no serious answer. We'll bring you more on the Republican presidential race from former nominee Mitt Romney, who will speak with Bloomberg Politics Managing Editor Mark Halperin at 1.30 p.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg Television and Radio. Gunmen attacked a retirement home for the elderly in southern Yemen today. Yemeni security officials say gunmen in Aden killed 16 people, including four Indian nuns. 
Officials say the gunman handcuffed the elderly people and opened fire. The Islamic State group is claiming responsibility. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists. I'm Michael Barr. Mike, Tom. Michael, thank you so much. This job today, Michael McKee and Tom Keene. Stay with us worldwide. Bloomberg Surveillance. Market Driver is brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. This month, your Mercedes-Benz Tri-State dealers welcome spring with limited-time offers on select models like the sporty CLA and versatile GLA, each engineered and priced to move. Visit MBUSA.com today.